the housing and construction bubble that fueled the U.S. economy during the first decade of this century has obviously and officially burst. According to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, the number of people employed in construction has dropped from 11 million in 2007 to 9 million today. Of those 9 million construction workers, nearly 2 million of them are self-employed, meaning they're not insured by any employer, they usually have to provide their own equipment, and they do not have a steady, guaranteed source of income. Kevin Riley is an organizer and researcher at the UCLA Labor and Occupational Safety and Hazards Program. I sat down to talk with Kevin about independent and undocumented construction workers' rights in an unstable economy. On top of those considerations, construction workers have a less immediate but very real circumstance that is inherent to their jobs that they do, the danger. Construction in general in the United States accounts for about 6% of the workforce, but about 20% of the worker deaths every year are on construction sites. So we're talking about a pretty high-risk industry in general. Why is that? Uh, it's very physical work. People are working around heavy machinery. People are working from heights. People are working with electricity. We know that within construction there are sort of four top causes of, of fatalities within construction. Falls, electrocutions, uh, being crushed by or struck by objects, and being caught in machines. When you do health and safety training from a occupational safety and hazard perspective, are you teaching people how to take care of themselves or are you teaching them what their rights are? We do a combination of both. I mean, I think it's important to recognize that on a lot of job sites, the, the, the actor that has the most control over what the work tasks and how the work is performed is, is the employer. So we provide workers with training not only on the kinds of behaviors they should engage in to protect their health, but also make sure that they understand that they have rights as workers on these job sites. Uh, that there is an organization called CalOSHA, a state agency that exists to, to address worker health and safety concerns, and that workers have the right to go to CalOSHA if they have problems on a job site. Does that include workers who don't have papers and may be working um, undocumented? So this is an issue in construction too, particularly here in California, because you do have a, you know, fairly large number of people who are doing this work who are undocumented. Maybe they don't speak English very well. And yes, the rights of Kalosha do extend to those workers. Uh, Kalosha does protect those workers. However, uh, in practice, it's often difficult for those workers either to exercise those rights on a, on a job site or even to know that those rights exist. So part of what we do uh, through this particular project, but also in our work in general here in Southern California, is to do outreach to workers who are low literacy level, non-English speaking immigrant workers, and to really try and make them understand that uh, they do have rights on a job and provide some sort of tools for them to be able to exercise those rights. And so you do that through some of like the UCLA day labor centers? Is that one venue? We do it through day labor centers. We do it through some of the um, consulates here in Southern California, the Mexican consulate, the Guatemalan and Salvadoran consulate. Uh, we do it through open enrollment classes where we advertising courses that we're offering and trying to bring people in. And we partner with a lot of organizations here in Southern California, worker centers and other groups. There's a misperception that if you don't have papers, that you aren't protected by the state or the federal government. And that actually isn't true. You still are protected, essentially, or you ought to be. You ought to be. Cal OSHA states that it is the employer's responsibility to provide a healthful and safe work environment. The problem often comes in when workers are not hired as employees but as independent contractors. 
in those situations, the responsibility of the employer is a little bit more gray, and the rights of workers are a little bit more gray. Let's put it this way. Cal OSHA covers workers who are designated as employees within a workplace. If workers are not designated as employees, if they're designated as independent contractors, Cal OSHA officially doesn't have responsibility over those working conditions. Workers in in some instances have made the case to Cal OSHA that even though they are designated as independent contractors, that in fact the relationship that they have with their employer is an employer-employee relationship and Cal OSHA will then go in and work with those workers. But that can be a difficult process, it can be a long process, and uh, it can be hard particularly for workers who might be undocumented or uh, don't speak English very well and who don't understand that they have those recourses. Or anybody, frankly, who's working you know, from week to week or hand to mouth or got laid off from a job, the time to educate yourself on, on those rights or to go through that type of administrative work, you know, for yourself is, it's just not there. Yeah, no, that's right. That's right. And I think particularly at a, at a moment like this, when so many people are out of work, so many people are looking for work, people will take work uh, simply to have a job, simply to have an income. Um, but we really hope that it's not a situation where health and safety on in those jobs is compromised. We want to still emphasize that regardless of the kind of work you're doing and regardless of your legal status as an employee or a contractor, you deserve a healthy workplace. You deserve the right to go home at the end of the day the same in the same condition that you arrived. Kevin Riley from the UCLA Labor Occupational Safety and Health Program. Thank you. Thanks very much.